0: what's happening is because there's a lack of training employees are (laughs) self-educating they're watching youtube videos they're watching TikTok, they're doing what they can to level up or if they're unengaged they're just gonna (laughs) fall back to to social media so it's solving that problem of of meeting the worker where they are and then ensuring that they're engaged with their workday meaningfully so they care about their job and they stick around and they care about the guest as a result
1: What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Rachel Nemeth. Now she has done it all: line cook, front of house manager, facilities director, general manager, then a slight pivot to HR and people ops at Union Square Hospitality Group. Then she was CEO of ESL Works, and now she's the CEO and co-founder of Opus Training, working with hundreds of restaurants like Compass Group and Pizza Fuku, Luke's Lobster, to level up their people with a mobile-first training. Rachel, uh, we've hung out at a trade shows so many times. We did an event together in Texas, had a blast doing that. So excited to have you on Give It Ovation. Thanks for joining us.
0: It's really good to be here. I'm glad we're joining and that we're talking in this way. We're usually, we are usually on trade floors.
1: <laughs> I know. And we're like actually Zooming and hanging out. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with Opus, tell us a little more about what does Opus do and why do you guys rock so much?
0: Uh, So Opus is uh, the brainchild of um, lots of people, including myself, who are very frustrated with the state of technology for deskless workers, folks who are standing on their feet all day, which is you and I know, and everyone listening, restaurant workers, um, Mm -hmm. which is 14 million American workers um, of that total uh, working population of 110 million American workers. So what we do at Opus is we help businesses train those people effectively um, so that they can get better business intelligence on their majority workforce. And we do it in a really different way. So you and I both trained on all of these you know, legacy systems, it's a website. And you sit
1: down, and it's really yeah. bad acting. And then they say, Jane did this wrong. And then here's the quiz what did Jane do wrong? And it's like.
0: And then you forget uh, what you learned and you forget uh-huh. what Jane did 15 seconds later. So, yes. Well, we are at Opus, is a, um, a frontline business intelligence platform that's powered by an approach of micro learning, which you can all deduce what that means it's three minute lessons and blended learning which basically takes all of those really cool coaching moments that happen on the job, right? Like a chef is training someone on knife skills, a GM is training somebody on the guest experience. And we actually help employers track that data in the system so that they can see how effective their workforce is and by extension, how effective their managers are in training their people. So it's a pretty different approach, but the goal is really high output. We don't have time anymore to be training our people in an office next to like all the linens (laughs) they have to be out on the floor and working and learning effectively so that's in a nutshell what we do and to your point um, we we work with we're always talking on trade show floors because we work with multi-unit restaurant groups that are growing fast Um, so you and i have a lot in common in the humans that we talk to
1: (laughs) yeah and and Similar feedback and uh, training, I feel like are in a similar vein of one of those things that usually gets put on the back burner, right? It's like, let's get our, you have to start with the food, right? And the location and the, the um, actually delivery method from how does it go from kitchen to mouth, right? You, you gotta have those basics down. And, and then it kind of goes into, you know, you gotta have your point of sale and your online ordering. And then it's like okay we're good. It's like well what things are in the back? Well like let's look at like guest feedback, let's get an employee engagement. It's like but at the end of the day all of that stuff in front of training, in front of the guest experience, it's all all leading to how do we have happy employees that create a great guest experience, right? So why is it that you think that training it why is it that you think that training gets put on the back burner so often?
0: Yeah. I mean There's no it's no secret that training is mission critical, but it's that in the past, the training technology has been so poor that it's therefore deemed a back burner technology. Right. Like when when you don't have great tech access for folks who have second jobs and kids and commutes and no active working email, then, of course, you're going to deprioritize it. But to your point, like these are all things that are interwoven into the everyday interactions we have with our guests. If your employees aren't communicating effectively with guests, if they aren't responding, you know, if there isn't good customer recovery or what have you, then the whole thing gets turned on its head. So what's happening is that businesses, it's not that they aren't training their people, they're training them manually because the tech hasn't served them well. So and I, uh, my thesis is all about access.
1: <laughs> I, I love that because the other thing too, is it's, there are so many little things to do that. That's why I love the concept of micro training, of this, right. this mobile first platform, because I remember I walked into this restaurant, in New York city. And what did I see? I saw the employee sitting there at the front, like right, right behind the register on his phone flipping through. And I got, uh, and, and I was standing there at the counter and waiting and waiting and like I didn't want to be super obnoxious, but I'm like you know I mean granted I grew up in Jersey, I lived in New York City, but I've lived in Utah for a little bit too long, so I'm kind of like sitting there at the counter waiting for him to be done with his phone. And I'm like, uh, no, excuse me, sir. <laughs> but I think that's the concept. Is one, I, I am sure that that employee was told at some point in his training, don't use cell phones in the front the house. But then how do you how do you keep that up? And then how do you make sure that, you know, it's about that accountability more so looking forward, right? And so tell us a little bit about that, that micro training, because I think that's a really unique concept and something that, again, to the point of the fact that this kid was on his phone, that's where they live. That's where, you know, everyone, everyone is. And so how do you standardize that and how do you make it fun for the, the employees?
0: Well, and you're right. The, the 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 phones have had such a stigma. And, you know, in my previous company, ESL Works, this was a, a conversation we had daily with employers, but this was an, a different generation of work. Now, you know, I, th- I think I read this crazy statistic that like um, 60 or 70% of Americans who are entering the workforce right now are Generation Z. And so <clears throat> this is about like, actually bending and shifting with the demands of our existing workforce, just like guests, right? Guests are using their phones more and more. They expect technology that can work on their phones but it's also the same way, right? You don't want to guess like looking at their phone the whole time and you want that human interaction. So the way that we can account for that is by um, scheduled lessons that really meet the worker where they are at the best point in their employee, in their day and their employee life cycle. With Opus, it's a 3 minute interaction, right? So it's a quick micro lesson, a quick video, a quiz, an assessment, a skill verification, then you're back to work. But I think what people are missing is that and I think you, you, set, you told that story beautifully because what's happening is because there's a lack of training, employees are self-educating. <laughs> they're watching YouTube videos. They're watching TikTok. They're doing what they can to level up. Or if they're unengaged, they're just gonna <laughs> fall back to, to social media. So it's solving that problem of, of meeting the worker where they are and then ensuring that they're engaged with their workday meaningfully. So they care about their job and they stick around and they care about the guest as a result.
1: And let's say that maybe there's a there's a restaurant brand out there that isn't quite ready for like a full-blown tech training. Maybe they're pretty small. What, what tips would you have of, how do you make those training more effective if you're not gonna utilize uh, you know additional technology? Tech.
0: Yeah, for smaller restaurant groups, I think the best first step you can take is getting feedback from your managers and your frontline teams on what's missing. Um, They're Mm. gonna be your best source. And I think too often, especially with smaller businesses, so usually businesses with less than five locations uh, don't have a a training leader, or anyone kind of owning training, which means that all of your GMs are training on these kind of disparate plans. (laughs) GM in Utah is training differently than GM in New York. So talk to them and try to understand What are those missing pieces that can really help us run a better business? And then when you're thinking about training at that level, you probably don't need anything super robust, a simple Google drive where you can host videos and some quick quizzes in a way to just like lightweight track your team is probably going to do you pretty well. (laughs) And then when you're scaling, invest in technology that can get you business intelligence. But my recommendation is like, make this a virtuous cycle where you're actually understanding what's happening downstream before you create stuff that frankly, no one's going to (laughs) use.
1: Yeah. And I think that there's this concept in technology is MVP, minimal viable product. What is the outcome that you want? And what you, what you want is you want all of your employees to be trained the same way. And so how do you ensure that happens? Well, why don't you go into the kitchen and get a manager to record you doing something or you record a manager and you just voice over like, hey, you see how Rachel is cutting like this? Just make sure that this is how you want to do. You want to make sure you put the right glove on. You want to make sure that you chop like this. Don't let the tip of the knife leave the board. Like whatever the, whatever the thing is. And then play that on your weekly, you know, weekly team meetings and like just pick a video and make sure that you stay ahead of things and just make a new video or go back and start repeating the core videos. I think that doing things like that, at least uh, that doesn't scale, but it's at least something.
0: It's a start. And, and to your, you know, videos don't become scalable after a certain point, right? You have to keep them updated. We've built tech to help auto subtitle and auto translate your videos for you. It's super sophisticated technology that they can ensure full access. But right now, if you can shoot a quick selfie video, maybe even with one of your regular customers, hey, we're training our team. You come in here every day. Can we just record you interacting with Judy when she's ringing you up? you know, are you cool with that? You're going to find that like, even at the most basic level, people want to contribute to the training so that they can help others. So it doesn't have to be, and we actually, by the way, Zach, like we work with very large restaurant groups. We never recommend any high production videos. There's lots of studies that show simple, low prod videos are actually more engaging because what do they feel like?
1: Our social media, takes. Exactly. And I think <laughs> yeah. the, the real key is if you need to do other takes, you know, Samuel L. Jackson has a rule where he doesn't do more than three takes, right? <laughs> I, I get it. If you totally botch the first one and then as you're doing the second one, you realize you should have said something, but like my general rule of thumb when, when recording things for social media is don't do more than three takes.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: It's okay to have ums and uhs and Hey, I don't knows. And uh, what were we going to do? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is what, this is what, like, that stuff is okay. It makes it feel real. It makes it feel, uh, keeps people more engaged. And so yeah. take, take that three take rule if you're going to do these videos yourself. Um, and you know, or I mean, just use someone like, uh, like Opus, that can like put this all together in a very <laughs> MVP format for you. Um, but yeah, it's important that it comes from you because a fish stinks from the head first and it also the opposite, the opposite holds. True. So, but <laughs> yes. all, All of this, talking about the employee experience and the employee training leads down to what I was talking about earlier, which is the guest experience. And so what what is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays?
0: Um, Predictability. (laughs) I think that, that, um, you know, we're living in this on-demand world, whether it's from Netflix or whether it's from, um, you know, uh a third party delivery service everything that guests are interacting with makes them ensures that they are expecting more and more quickly. I live by a fire station so people are going to hear some fire trucks oh, come by. Um, I know this,
1: this is perfect. This is like an this is an emergency on going on right now. It's like people want to but honestly it's like when, when something goes wrong to them it's like you know to to a guest who orders three burgers and they get home and there's only two that is a red alarm alert. And you could be like, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Guest, like calm down. It's only a missed Burger. But it's not just a Miss Burger. It's somebody who didn't get a meal. It's somebody who doesn't, who feels like they've been left out. Like there's, there's a lot more that goes to it. Uh, and so that's why I feel like that that consistency, like you're talking about, that predictability is so important because if Even I go, more than ever. yeah. If I if I go into a store and I buy a shirt, and sometimes that shirt is a small and sometimes that shirt is a large, how many times am I going to go into that store? Right? I'm I'm not. I'm gonna go somewhere where I know what I'm getting, you know? And I think that's exactly. why, and, and that's what you need to do with with your food. But the last line of defense is your employees. And, and if they don't what, know yeah.
0: Yeah. And that that's why that well and we should talk about both sides of this, right? And I'll tell a little story. It's that of course your last line of defense is your employees and they need to be trained on how to communicate effectively with guests, but in this on-demand high high demand world, we're also encountering guests that are a little bit more are a lot more demanding of a frontline workforce. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with a young woman who had transitioned. She was at this trade, the the Texas restaurant show, and she was helping set up Wi-Fi for all the booths. And I said, hey, where'd you work before? Because she said she was new. She worked in a hotel. I said, why'd you leave? She said, I worked in hospitality. I worked in guest services for 10 years. I got tired of it. I got really fed up. Yes, we're, we're really hard to work with. And so I do think that there's a lot of like training that can be done to support teams, to like support a more demanding guest. And by extension, like I think that uh, just with the technology that we have, the expectations are a lot higher. So the way that we train and the way we interact is, has changed significantly over the last three years, two years.
1: <laughs> totally. And, and not just that, but I feel like the switching costs have gone lower. Expectations have gone higher. Switching costs have gone lower, which mm, means something yeah. gets messed up guess what? They're not walking an extra mile. They're not driving two miles. They're making one more scroll with their little finger and clicking a different restaurant.
0: Right. Voting with their fingers. <laughs>
1: exactly. And so what are some successful things that you have uh, seen or tried lately?
0: Um, as far as guest experience. Uh, well, just
1: in terms of like employee training. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Besides using Opus, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, <clears throat> uh we learn a lot from our customers um, and and how they're innovating opus is a super agile tool so just watching how customers are sort of assembling their training and reacting to their teams is pretty fascinating one of the things that i've seen that's most interesting is something that um traditionally has been called just in time training Mm -hmm. um we call it responsive training and we're seeing it more and more and i think it's actually what's going to happen in the new era of work, less of this, like, oh, Zach, the COO is going to plan this and, you know, make sure that the whole year is ready for you. It's a lot more of like, hey, we had a bad guest interaction the other day. We need to make sure that we're responding in this way to when this happens. And you and I have talked about this before. There's such a direct connection between guest happiness and employee training. Mm -hmm. I think there's a really interesting opportunity for more responsive training, which we're seeing a lot of employers do. To your point about the videos, right? Like we're seeing people who are like hacking together a quick FaceTime video and shipping it out to their team over text message, which is, you know, another form of technology that we've worked with. Um, And I think that this, like, um, the ability to deliver a minimum viable product at every stage of your business is going to be, it, it is what restaurants are are doing now. So one of the most successful things I've seen is actually businesses leveraging messaging tools to train their team, which I personally love.
1: <laughs> yeah, Slack is a great is a great example of things where yep. if you don't need it to be um, you know, use Google Drive to store the videos, use Slack to to share it have people click like as soon as they see it anyway we're, we're talking about different hacks here and again it's not scalable which is why there's companies like opus that exist <laughs> but but it's it's uh, it's better like we can't afford to do nothing right so exactly. that, that being said Rachel who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry who is somebody that we should be following
0: um, so I'll tell you the, the thing that I tell everyone which is um, broad but I can give you some names um, For every one man that you follow, follow six women. Um, There's a lot of amazing women in the restaurant industry who are working in tech or working in service right now, who are doing really, really innovative things and starting up really amazing brands. Um, You know, uh, Kristen Barnett from Hungry House is phenomenal. She's Love like a her. powerhouse woman. Let's, uh, Elizabeth let's we'll, we'll
1: link that. We'll link that yeah. below the podcast of uh, that we did with her. She she's a rock star.
0: She's amazing and and so innovative and tech forward, just like us. There's just these incredible female leaders right now who um, I think deserve the spotlight. So anytime you click follow <laughs> for someone, make sure you're tripling up on, on the women who are out there. Allison Page, CPO of, of, um, seven rooms. Who's also been, you know, a mentor to me. Cause I am not a coder <laughs> at all. I just run a tech company. Um, so, uh, those are all of the people who I think are, are like innovating and thinking differently, um, who are, whose voices are coming to the surface now more than ever. Um, well, and, and some
1: other women that I oh sorry, go, keep going.
0: Oh, there's more.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I want to throw some names on this list too. Yeah, we should. Like Tammy Billings, Kat Cole, Kelly McPherson, Cole. Jen Kern. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- these are people, we'll link all of their uh Bridget LinkedIn. Siegel
0: and Pizza. She's phenomenal. Yes, yeah.
1: Yes. And 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 so we'll we'll link um we'll link these LinkedIns uh images or sorry, LinkedIn links below, because I think that they're totally people worth following and they're absolutely getting a voice that is well-deserved. And, uh, we, we definitely support, you know, following, promoting, and again, not because they're women, but because they're really smart. Yeah. They're
0: really good at their (laughs) job
1: and they're really good at their jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And so with that, Rachel, you know, you are added to that list. How do we find and follow you in Opus?
0: Um, go So you can, uh, for a high level peek at Opus, you can go to opus.so. Don't go to opus.com because that's not us. Um, you can follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram and all things social media at Opus Training. And you can hear about me rant uh, on legacy learning management systems on LinkedIn. Uh, if you follow Rachel Neiman. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, Rachel, for helping to build a ladder to level up all of our people, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us and giving an ovation.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome sauce. That was so good, Rachel.
0: Thanks.
1: Super, super, super good. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed you're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.